In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman with another Top Story from the archives of the Bugle podcast. In June 2019, Tiff Stevenson and James Nakise joined me as we waited patiently for the Conservatives to pick our new Prime Minister for us. This is from Bugle issue 4112 entitled, A Human Centipede of Backstabbing. Top Story this week... Democracy in action. Very exciting news here in Britain. The putrefying parody of democracy that we hold so dear in Britain that we fight wars for, that we, we drill ourselves into a into a, a black hole of economic future for. Uh, we are putting the crank into cranking into action because the nation is preparing to have a brand new prime minister inflicted upon it. Uh, it's very exciting as a democracy fan. Those of us who are not 
fully paid up members of the Conservative Party. And I assume that involves everyone here. <laughs> yeah. Tiff, you never struck me as a you know, hardcore Tory small, What if activist. I was a small C? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, those of us who are not members of the Conservative Party, we just get to sit back and enjoy the hassle-free delight of having our Prime Minister chosen for us by the Conservatives with, with nothing to do but just enjoy the warm glow of taking back control from the European Union. Hashtag will of the people. Um, <laughs> there is a unique delight in a Tory leadership race as the candidates jockey for position to appear the, the most and or least humane candidate, <laughs> depending on which polypus front of the Conservative Party they're trying to appeal to and or disgust before the whole thing turns into a human centipede of backstabbing as the <laughs> candidates strive to prove to their Tory MP colleagues and party membership that they are the one with the clearest plan to sell future generations of British people down the river. Um, it's, uh, I guess we just got to enjoy it, you know, it's like the Grand National, isn't it? Pick a name out of a hat, like a horse at the Grand National. The difference being that you would actually probably prefer a horse as Prime Minister than any of the candidates <laughs> that are currently on the slate for the Tories. And horses are less likely to bang on about how it is now time to focus on what really matters to the British people after spending an entire political generation doing, it, doing everything possible to do the exact opposite. And also when a horse falls really badly in a race, people don't suddenly start saying, well, that proves it's a good candidate to run a much more difficult race, which basically seems to happen with uh, with politicians. So, um, well, well, Tiff, what a... Where are we? Yeah. Um, well, I think it's more like a gladiators because they have rounds, don't they? And the yeah. least popular ones go. So it's kind of like a knockout. What I'm enjoying is uh, less the leadership race and more the race to uh, tell everyone they've done drugs. <laughs> That's been real fun. I've never wanted to do drugs less. I mean, we can go through them all, but I just, I need to say, it's been said before by me, I need to say it again, we can't have a Prime Minister BJ. That cannot happen. <laughs> Democracy is always in is is already in a shocking state, so we can't. Also, he's more irritating than the wrong size tampon. That's how I like to describe <laughs> I mean, Boris I, Johnson. I was thinking exactly the same. <laughs> it is quite delightful and British, I think, that you guys are still shocked by rich white guys confessing the cocaine. <laughs> like it's just so like I I too have taken cocaine like no really you worked in the financial district during the 90s I'm amazed <laughs> well there's Gove and then there's the idea of Gove on cocaine which is absolutely oh. terrifying um, I mean he's been accused of hypocrisy having admitted taking cocaine and and, and yet you know, with the, the government's various but, I mean, hypocrisy could play really well with core Tory support. I mean, it's it's really appealing to the Tory heartland. I guess it's sort the, the right type of hypocrisy, isn't it? <laughs> it just makes them stronger, right? <laughs> they absorb hypocrisy. Um, Boris Johnson, the current front runner and um, former foreign secretary, renowned for his many successes around the world, including abandoning a British citizen in an Iranian jail. He was described by one of his rivals, Sajid Javid, as yesterday's man, which again is his greatest selling point to the core Tory <laughs> membership. He's pledged to unite the country and lead Britain out of the disillusion and despair of Brexit. Um, which, uh, I mean, it's impressive that he managed to say that without just crumbling into a soup of irony. Um, but he has as much chance of uniting the country as Colonel Sanders has of bringing that bucket of chicken back to life as a pterodactyl. <laughs> because, one, he wanted the chicken dead in the first place. Two, he has no real incentive to make it alive again. And three, no one can turn a dead chicken into a live pterodactyl. And as I keep saying, no one can possibly unite the country. Not since the Luftwaffe disbanded. <laughs> 
But if you're the guy who led people into the hole, then when everyone's standing in the hole in the dark, you're probably the guy who can legitimately go, actually, guys, I know the way out. Because <laughs> I'm the guy who got us here. Just jump on this bus. Yeah, yeah but he's not really advocating that. He's advocating digging further into the hole. Yeah, I but think. they don't know that because oh, okay. they were dumb enough to go into the hole with him in the first place. <laughs> like, he's clearly lying about everything. I mean, if not Boris, who? Uh, Jer- Jeremy Hunt. I have to sort of control my rage with this stuff. But Jeremy Hunt did an interview where he talked about running for a Tory party leader and prime minister and then sort of said, also, by the way, um, like, this is just a personal opinion. I obviously couldn't do anything about it, but I'd lower the abortion limit to 12 weeks. I'm like, really? Because I would extend it to however old Jeremy Hunt is. (laughs) Can we do that? Is it possible to do that? I hate that because... He knows it's it's not a position that's that he can put forward if he was prime minister. But all he's trying to do there is kind of shore up some right wing, like conservative Christian support, I assume. But like, why are you offering it up as an opinion? It's got nothing to do with the leadership race. It just frustrates me. I mean, I mean, it's not Mog. It's normally Mog doing this. I mean, Jeremy Hunt, who is whose name fits the rhyming scheme, let's all be honest. Um, and he's now just, there are just people calling him a c- on TV now. Yes. Like, um, was it Victoria Derbyshire or yeah, someone? Yes, I mean, it has happened periodically through his career. And you do get the feeling that at times the presenters are y- using the convenience of, uh, it was just a slip of the tongue when <laughs> it w- evidently wasn't. Um, I mean, he has a, you know, viewed by many in the health services, uh, having been absolutely catastrophic as health secretary, which uh, I guess makes him ideally qualified for the task of pile driving Britain into a <laughs> disused quarry of Brexit. Uh, other candidates, uh, Rory Stewart, he appears to be falling off the radar in today's uh, preliminary vote. Um, and appears to have some kind of moral compass, which has proved a fatal Achilles heel for his campaign. <laughs> um, Fallopiana Scrivens-Glarch, um, she's still in the running. Um, she's the former Minister for Plebeian Affairs and Social Immobility. She ran a cake stall at a local church fair in 1994, so actually has more hands-on personal experience of dealing with the real world than many of her rivals. Wait, is that a real, you're talking about a real person? Uh, not always. I, um, I, I, I generally was like, I mean, it is hard to tell, isn't I, it? I can't tell in British politics because that definitely sounds like either a politician or a bond villain. I mean, it's it, it is. They are two sides of the same coin <laughs> in the modern era. Scrivens Glarch is, of course, renowned for her impregnably impersonal persona when dealing with anyone who doesn't own a multi-million pound business or an inherited title, and uh, made a famous blooper when Minister for National Decline when she mistakenly claimed that Nuremberg was a town in Yorkshire where they held the trials and executions of the union leaders in the aftermath of the 1980s miners' strike, for which she was <laughs> rewarded with promotion to be Secretary of State for Economic Injustice. Uh, she has pledged to dig up the corpse of Margaret Thatcher and build a pyramid for it in commuter belt Surrey built by the forced labour of schoolchildren. So... She's really positioning herself uh, to this kind of centre-right of the Tory party, I think. I, I thought Theresa May already had dug up Margaret Thatcher's corpse uh, for an altar. But, hey, that's a, that's a good thought. What about Theresa May? Just a surprise second go. Well, I mean, she has clung on remarkably long. I mean, her resignation seems to have taken about 18 months before yeah. she's finally defenestrated well, the, the, herself. Well, the negotiations have been going on for three years now. Like, and yeah. I... I once flirted with a guy in in the office for three years who turned out to be gay. And I feel like that was less of a waste of time right. than this three years has yeah. been. She has clung on. She's um, But she's gone now and I'm happy because as we've discussed on this very podcast before, she was ruining leopard print for everyone. <laughs> so finally it's back. I'm wearing a leopard print skirt today. I feel like it's back and I've reclaimed it from Teresa. 
it's uh, it, it is a difficult. I mean, to be, I've never been happier to have so much cricket too. I mean, and, and of the cricket games, I mean, I've just spent three days of the last week watching rainfall. There had been two matches in the history of the Cricket World Cup dating back to 1975 that had been totally washed out by rain before this tournament. Eleven World Cups, over 400 games. I've had two in a week, both in Bristol. Um, but I've, it, even that was better than sitting at home watching the news. And there was a poll uh, from YouGov that found that 35% of Britons now actively avoid the news due to frustration over, quotes, the intractable and polarising nature of the Brexit debate. So we are now, as a nation, I'm, I can't believe it's that low. Surely it must be up in... Well, it must says, be a misprint, it's, isn't it? 85%. It says a great number of Britons claim they're actively avoiding the news, but then they found that uh, news websites have reported record numbers of visitors wanting to read about major developments. So that discrepancy suggests that while many people publicly insist they're avoiding news, uh, some may be unable to stop themselves, <laughs> secretly gorging <laughs> <laughs> on updates about Britain leaving the EU, like gorging on, on Brexit like it's ice cream after a breakup. Right. Just going to binge an entire season of Brexit, guys. <laughs> Brexit and chill. Uh, it's really the straight male butt play of uh, politics, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not into that. Oh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, yeah, so it seems that even if people are saying that they've disengaged from it, that they secretly just slide right back into it. Right. Like any bad habit you're yeah. trying to give up. I think this is an addiction that could drag on for the next 300 years in Britain. There you go, that was the top story from June 2019. To hear the top story from right now, go to thebuglepodcast.com, where you can also join the Bugle Voluntary Subscription Scheme to help keep the show free, flourishing and independent, and buy the Dancy Lagarde book. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.